0: Do you know what? It's not our goal to go in and convince somebody else that their religion is wrong. It's our goal to walk in there with our heads held high and elevate the person of Jesus Christ, knowing that he will what? Draw all men and women unto himself. Do you know what's happening right now in Hamas? and? in Palestinian, those things. You won't see this on the 530 News, but here's what I can tell you because we've got some connections with people on boots on the ground. They are having dreams of the man in white and Muslims and Jews are coming to know Christ in, in the midst of this battle right now. Why? Because he's our hope. Hey guys, this is Pastor Tommy. Thanks for joining us today at the church at Bushland. Man, we pray that your faith will be encouraged and inspired from today's message. Amen. Can we thank our worship team? Hey, thank you guys for leading us this morning. All right, let's have a confession today. How many of you are still a little overstuffed from some stuffed turkey? All right, yeah. Got a few of you out there. I do want to ask this question, though. Where, where are my people that you wait till Thanksgiving is over before you decorate Christmas? Come on, do we have anybody? Yes, Okay. There are still people who wait for that. Who's the ones who jumped the gun and you already, it's already there, all right? Yeah, I think there's as as many. There's not a right or wrong answer. Our daughter Mia will be in the second service. She is our party planner. I can just tell you she's been getting on to me because the trees haven't been up, the lights haven't been up. Will anybody pray for me because I'm gonna go back on top of my house sometime this week. Come on, can you pray for me? It is my least favorite thing to do, but because my daughter wants me to. Come on, we're my dads. All right, you're gonna do it. We're gonna do it, okay? And God's gonna be with us. Well, hey, I wanna thank Pastor Jeff for this opportunity to come and just kick off our Christmas series. Can we thank our pastor, his wife, and family? Come on, can we thank them for the way that they lead us? Thank you so much. Um, this This is a series we do every year. I get to share on hope today. There'll be one on joy and peace, Mark and Kate, and Pastor Jeff will close it out. Uh, that last week with the manger offering and love and all those things. And so this is an awesome, awesome time of year. How many of you, Christmas is your favorite holiday? I know, I love, I love, I love Christmas. But there's a whole lot of reason why we can truly love Christmas. Everybody say hope. hope. All right. I want us to talk about hope, and we're going to get to the Christmas story. But how many know that there are two definitions of hope? There is a world's definition of hope, and then there's a kingdom definition of hope. And how many know that we need to make sure we know the kingdom definition of hope so we don't respond to the things in the world the way the re- world responds? See, when the world uses the word hope, and, and we're guilty of this as well, many times we're saying we're, we're, we're wishing for something. Like we, we want the best to turn out, but the world's definition has this connected to it. It has variables that are completely out of our control and they can, they can, come on, they can go this way and that way. Well, I'm gonna stand before you today and I'm not gonna talk to you about the world's definition of hope. We're gonna elevate God's kingdom definition of hope. And here's what I pray is that all of us, how many of you would agree I can leave with some greater measures of kingdom hope today? Okay, a few of you. How many of you wanna leave with greater measures of kingdom hope today? Jesus is hope. He laid his life down, all right, so that we can walk filled with hope. There's no reason for us to live discouraged or hopeless because I'll just tell you straight up, if the enemy can get you hopeless, watch this, then he will get you to continue or he'll get you to, to believe his lies and deceptions and his accusations. And how many know that's a path we don't need to go down? So I got good news for you. Here's our hope. The enemy, he's already been defeated. Jesus holds the keys. Come on, somebody. Can we thank Jesus that he's already defeated the enemy on our behalf? I don't have to go pick a fight. I get to stand in the midst of one and go, We win. Like for real, we win. There was a great theologian that once said he was just in his bedroom getting ready to go to bed and he felt the enemy's presence come in again. Come on, somebody, you know when the enemy's trying to come and accuse and he's trying to come and tempt. And this theologian said these words. He said, oh, it's just you again. I mean, come, do you hear that? Like we don't even have to entertain the schemes of the enemy when what? We're filled with kingdom hope. And let me tell you what hope is. It's certainty. It's certainty. It's trust. It's an unshakable kingdom. How many of you know the Hebrew says this? That in the end times everything's gonna be shaken. And the only thing left standing is the kingdom of heaven. And last time I read the word of God, sons and daughters are what? Filled with the kingdom of heaven. So will you look to the person next to you and tell them, you're part of the unshakable kingdom. Come on. Hey. We shouldn't be discouraged. There's a lot going on in the world today. And all all I want you to know is when you see stuff going on in the world today, it's just your invitation to draw closer to Jesus, to fix your eyes on Jesus, to agree with the words of Jesus. What? Filled with hope. He's just that good. I want you to turn in your Bibles. First Peter chapter one, the the words will be there. Verses three through nine. See, I do a lot of counseling now, and one of the questions i ask the people in front of me is this question, what's your hope? And here's what inevitably comes out is they'll begin to say something like this, Why well, I hope she, or I hope he, or I hope this, and I stop them right there, and I go, see, that's gonna be a problem. Anybody tracking with me? Because if I'm going to put my hope in any other person but the person of Jesus Christ, I set myself up for failure. And the word says, hope deferred what? Makes the heart sick. And that's all the enemy looking for is a way to come in so he can put more doubt and unbelief. And I'm just here to tell you, when you're filled with a kingdom hope, you won't entertain doubt and unbelief. You'll get on your knees like the disciples did. And you'll say to Jesus, help me in my unbelief. And you can let what? Hope be restored. Because hope is my inheritance. 1 Peter 1, 3 through 9. I love this. This is the definition of kingdom hope. Praise be to the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. How many know that there's a trumpet blast that's getting ready to sound and Jesus is gonna come put his feet on this earth? How many of you know that there's a trumpet blast that's getting ready to sound and Jesus gonna put his feet here on this earth? He's he's coming to what? Bring a new heaven and a new earth. He's gonna rule and reign right here with the sons and daughters of God, those who are what? In anticipation, filled with hope at the coming of the Lord. Can I just tell you what a kingdom hope is? It knows what the last words of the, the Bible says, and if Jesus said it, we believe it, and we're gonna declare it, and the only reason it hasn't happened yet Listen to me, it's because he's patient, what? Not wanting anyone to suffer. Does anybody have someone in your family right now that still needs to say yes to Jesus? Does anybody have someone in your business place who still needs to say yes to Jesus? How many of you know that we're gonna start an after-school program over in Mesa Verde? How many of you know that there's gonna be some, some confession of Jesus from the nation's, salvation's gonna spring. I wanna jump up in here, all right? Salvation's gonna spring up from the ground and we're what? Gonna get to be a part of it. But watch this, the best gift we can get is to walk in there filled with hope and light and the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Do you know what? It's not our goal to go in and convince somebody else that their religion is wrong. It's our goal to walk in there with our heads held high and elevate the person of Jesus Christ knowing that he will what? Draw all men and women unto himself. Do you know what's happening right now in Hamas and in Palestinian, those things? You won't see this on the 530 News, but here's what I can tell you because we've got some connections with people on boots on the ground. They are having dreams of the man in white and Muslims and Jews are coming to know Christ in, in the midst of this battle right now. Why? Because he's our hope. And even when we see those things happen, we don't get in despair. We don't get hopeless. This is just what? This is the, the birth pains, if you will, of the coming of the Messiah. And he's patient and many are confessing Jesus Christ right now. Come on, church. Are you filled with hope? Are you filled with hope? That's, that's anybody who encounters you this Christmas season. Who's gonna go shopping? Come on, here we go. How many of you know there are gonna be some people who need to encounter some hope? and not some despair. Well, who else to share that hope than the sons and daughters of the the father? It goes on to say, oh man, here we go. Verse seven, these have come. Oh, wait, let me back up in verse six. "In, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Come on, we can testify. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, come on, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. I mean, we are, we are going to go through some difficult things. If you read the Bible and Jesus promised you easy, you're not reading the same Bible I'm reading. Jesus said we would what, have days of trouble, but take heart, be filled with hope because he overcame. What do we get to do? Overcome. Somebody say overcome. Man, I'm an overcomer. And when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because he's with me. And that changes everything. It doesn't diminish what you're going through. So let me tell you what we need to do. We need to elevate the one who's walking with us through it. And my hope won't be put out. My hope will be only encouraged to go through it. It says, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal. Come on, the receiving. It's like it's active right now. You're receiving the goal of your faith the salvation of your souls. Can I tell you, we're not just waiting for something to happen. When we said yes to Jesus, we got in on the fullness. We have access to the Father's table 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and what he's serving today, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, we all have access to. We just gotta sit at the table and eat. And that starts, what, with a heart that's filled with hope, I'm just gonna ask you a real question. When's the last time a person prayed to receive Jesus Christ because they encountered you filled with hope and you got to testify about what God has done in your life and so what, you could be an open door to the throne room of heaven so they could confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior too. Do you know why we're hopeless? Because we stopped telling others about Jesus and what he's done with us. You want to start getting some hope? Start opening your mouth and start telling about the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and tell your story and watch the impact of the story of Jesus and your story. Come on someone else's heart and their heart respond to his. Can I tell you, hope will rise up from the ground as salvation rises up at the same time. That's not a word of condemnation. That's a word of invitation. Who's gonna tell the story if it's not you? Colossians 1.27, you know what it says? It says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Jesus is our hope, but now Jesus sits at the right hand. I'll make more of this in just a moment. Now the hope gets to what? Be demonstrated through us as the sons and daughters of God. Christ in us is the hope of glory. Verse 29 then goes on to say, for this purpose, so that others will be presented perfect unto the Lord on that day he comes back. How many are gonna be standing there in the presence of God because you took the time to share your hope in Christ with them and they said yes to We don't talk about this, do we? I mean, you know, we need to talk about this. I don't need to come and just fill a pew. I need to come up out of here filled with a greater measure of his hope and go share with the next person who's in despair or distress because I got a story to tell, and he is the victorious um, warrior. His name is Jesus, and he's the hope for the world. I got to speed up says in 1 Peter 3.15, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have and do it with gentleness and respect. You know what that looks like? That looks like service. That looks like honor. That looks like forgiveness. That looks like inviting someone into your home to sit at your table. That looks like seeing someone, Matthew 25.40, that has a need and you're willing to what? Put your agenda aside and go meet that need. Why? Because we're filled with hope. How many of you know that's what they actually need? They need hope restored, and it comes through the person of Jesus. Romans 10:15 says, how beautiful are the feet that bring good news. I just wanna tell you this Christmas, the best gift, how many of you are good gift givers? It's okay, you can acknowledge it, all right? I won't ask how many of you are bad gift givers, because my wife would be going just like this, all right? Yeah, no, just kidding. We got some good gift givers. Can I tell you the best gift your family can receive From you this Christmas is the hope of glory. His name is Jesus in you and through you. Who's going to testify to God's goodness and faithfulness in your home this Christmas season? That's the best gift that they need. I want you to look quickly at Hebrews 6, 17 through 20. Hebrews 6, 17 through 20. This is a part of our inheritance and we got to choose to embrace it and walk in it just says these words, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs, that's us, of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things, it's impossible for God to lie. We who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. And then listen to verse 19. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure. It enters the sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus went before us and has entered on our behalf. He has become our high priest. Is anybody thankful you get to go into the presence of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? There is nothing keeping you from his presence but you. So accept his invitation that Jesus already paved the way, the curtain was torn, that you could come in. Because watch, if you don't spend time with the Lord, you will spend time hopeless. But if you spend time with the King of kings and Lord of lords, you know what? You'll be filled with hope. And let me tell you what's going on there right now in the the presence. If you didn't get one of these, there's a table on both exits. There's a table outside this door. We wanted just to put an anchor in your hand. How many know there's a purpose for an anchor? To bring stability in the midst of the storm. How many know I don't have any control on what's going on out here? But if I know who my anchor is, how many remember the song, My Anchor Holds? It's the hope for my soul. And I wanna give you this image right now. One of those hooks right there is the person of Jesus Christ. And the other hook right there is the person of the Holy Spirit. Our pastor's done a powerful job just sharing with you. We are what? A word and spirit church. Jesus is the word made flesh. Here's his word and the spirit is the power of God. And guess what your anchor is made of? Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It says this in Hebrews 7, 25. Jesus is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. In the presence of God, you can hear the prayers Jesus is praying for you. How many know that'll increase your faith? Do you know Jesus is praying for you right now? That'll fill you with hope, won't it? Well, guess what's going on in that other hook right here, Romans eight twenty six. in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. Have you ever been in a place where you didn't know what to do? Everybody raise your hand, because we've all been there. That's just your invitation to go into his presence and let the Father speak. Watch, now I can hear the prayers of Jesus through his word and the prayers of the Holy Spirit that's gonna what, empower me, Fill me with hope because my hope's not based on the choice you're making or not making. My hope is in the choice Jesus has already made. And it's finished. He's just that good. Lana, I want you to come. And as she comes, she's going to give you a testimony of about how we saw hope carried out in our home for our mom. But I want to give you this image of what this anchor looks like in Exodus 17. Isn't she beautiful? I love my wife. Can y'all welcome my wife? I love her. All right, yes. Come over here. There's a, an imagery in the Old Testament. How many you know the Old Testament always points to Jesus? And you can read this in Exodus 17, 8 through 16. But it's as they have they've come out of slavery and now they've, they've encountered the enemy on the battlefields. This is against the Amalekites. Joshua's on the battlefield, Moses goes up on the highest point. Aaron on one side, her on the other side. And if you haven't read this story in a long time, go back and read this story. Because as long as Moses had his hands and his basically his face, what lifted to the Lord, the one who what who's already won the battle for us, it didn't matter that Joshua and his people were outmanned because what the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords had already won that battle on their behalf. And how many know he had to keep his hands up? So Aaron's on one side, hers on the other. You know what Aaron represents? The high priest, Jesus. You know what her represents? The light, the Holy Spirit, the power. And guess what they're doing? Can you raise your hands right now? Can you just raise them all over this place? They are raising their hands and Joshua and the people are looking up on the mountain. They're not looking at the enemy. They're seeing this image of lifted hands to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and their hope is filled and the battle is won. That is the image of what's going on for us right now. And Moses named that place Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner. And you know what I'm looking at in this room right now? He is our banner, but Christ in you is the hope of glory. You're the banner for someone. You're carrying hope for someone. Someone needs to encounter you filled with the Holy Spirit this week so they can see the battle's already been won. Get your eyes off the enemy. Get your eyes on Jesus. I'm gonna let... Lana share a powerful testimony of how we saw that happen.:
1: Good morning. I want to share with you this morning a story, my mother's story of hope. Um, I'm going to need y'all to pray for me because I 'm a two-handed talker, and I can only talk with one hand with this microphone. <laughs> um, so my mother lived her entire life gripped by fear. Um, I remember her telling me one time, I believe the Bible is true, I just don't know that it works for me like it works for others. And I believe that Jesus loves me, I just don't know that he loves me like he loves others. And maybe you've never said those words before, but maybe some of you in this room feel that way. Um, It was heartbreaking and painful watching my mother struggle through life like this. And we just wanted her to be free. We wanted her to know that she was loved beyond measure. And so we prayed. We prayed and we shared truth with her for over 20 years. 20 years, my prayers were not always hope-filled. They were not always faith-filled. There were a lot of Prayers that were very weak, were very exasperated and discouraging. Um, There were days, lots and lots of days, that I literally could say one word. Ditto. I would literally tell Jesus, just ditto. To everything I've prayed, every scripture I've prayed, I've got nothing left. But I had to have hope, I had to keep praying because there was no other option. And hope is a hard word to define, right? When we were, if we were to try to tell someone, this is what hope means. It's kind of a hard word because like Tommy said, the world has one definition. Kind of wishing, not really certain of what the outcome is, But that is not, when you see the word hope in the Bible, that is not what it's saying. The word hope in the Bible, every time, every time means confidence, trust, a certainty of something that we haven't seen yet. That is so important. It matters what hope, you are letting define you. It matters what hope you are going after and you are holding on to. It's not just an anchor of hope. It matters where your definition lies. I did not have time or the energy for the world's definition of hope. I had to have Jesus and him alone. So we wanted our prayers to have some action. And so we took some cards and we made them and put them all up over, all over my mom's house. Some were to make her smile, some were scripture, some were inspiration. I remember one just said, one day, one step at a time, just breathe. And one of the cards, let me get out of my pocket, because we all know that dresses with pockets are the best. Um, this was one of the cards. This Philippians 4, 7. It says, peace of God, guard my heart and my mind. We prayed and we worshiped over these cards as we put them all over her house, and she loved them. And about a year or so later, um, she wound up in the hospital in a really bad place. And one night, just this demonic darkness completely overtook her room. But the Spirit of God rose up inside of her and she began saying out loud, peace of God, guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Peace of God, guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Peace of God, guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. And for the very first time, my mother agreed and believed with the Word of God for herself and for the first time in her life, she began to battle with the word of God for herself and light entered that room and completely set her free. She encountered the living God and she was never the same again. Never. Every day of her life after that, she lived in complete joy, in complete freedom and she knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that she was deeply loved. She only lived for about a year after that. And she lived in the most physical pain for that year (laughs) that she had ever lived. But she lived with joy and she had hope. That was her word, her last year of life was hope. Because for the first time in her life, she knew that she was loved. She had a hope for her future. She had a hope for where she was going. She told me, Lana, if God ever wants me to, I'll stand on any stage and I'll tell everybody what he's done for me. She never stood on that stage. But every day of her life, every person around her was a witness to the transformation in her. And I get to stand on this stage still to this day and I get to tell people her story and what Jesus did in her life. And I'm telling you, that the same spirit that was in her hospital room that night is with us this morning. He is in this room, he is with you online and he is telling some of you, he's whispering to you what I did for her, I can do for you. If you'll put your hope in me, not in an outcome, not in a situation, not in a person, but in Jesus, because he is heaven's reality. He is our evidence of something that we have not seen yet. And he never, ever disappoints. He can't. It's not in him. Jesus is our hope.
0: one of my favorite days. Poppy was, Lana's mom was in her 60s. And at our church there in Vernon, Texas, Calvary Baptist Church, she shared what God did through a public display of baptism. This was a woman all her life that didn't show emotion, but she came up out of those waters, y'all, and she double fist pumped because why? She knew that God was her hope. He was her reason. He was her joy. That, That is, man. And we did. Though it was short-lived, we got to live it. But how many know when my mother-in-law took her last breath, she took her first breath in the presence of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And hope was what? Certain all along. But now she got to taste and see for herself in person. Because that's how good God is. But we get to what? Walk by faith. And we get to let God renew our hope. Here's what it says in Hebrews 10:23. I'm coming to a close. I'm going to ask Tyson to come on out. We're going to have an opportunity just to respond. How many you know that the word requires a faith response? All right. And so we're just going to let God move our hearts with his. It says in Hebrews ten twenty three, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for God who promised is faithful. That's what we're holding on to. We're holding on to him and he's holding on to us. And we're being filled with hope as his heart beats next to ours says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16. Listen, church. Therefore, we do not lose what? Hope. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen come on but what is unseen for what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal he is the king of kings and the lord of lords and he's coming again and that's what we place our hope in our hope is literally this a resurrected life in a resurrected body with a resurrected jesus on a resurrected earth because we win we win and that's the story of christmas See, hope was fulfilled when the angels announced the birth of Jesus. How many you know He came in the form of a baby and hope literally left heaven and put its feet here on earth? Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. He is what? The Prince of Peace and goodwill toward all men. And we get to experience His goodness and faithfulness. But you know how we get to experience it? One to another. How many of you know Jesus has flesh, He has skin, and it's because He's inside of you, filled with the Holy Spirit of God? So, here's all I want to do is give an invitation this morning. Who here would be so bold just to say, I could use some encouragement because I came in a little hopeless and I want to leave hopeful? And all we're going to ask you to do is stand. And the body of Christ is going to come around you. The Jehovah Nisi, The Lord is my banner. And we're going to lift your hands before the Lord. And we're going to be reminded. He is your hope. He is your healer. He is the one who will what? Heal every part of your broken heart. So that's the first group. I want us to stand here in just a moment. If you just go. I need my church family just to lay hands on me and pray. And let hope be renewed and restored. Listen to me. It takes a a place of humility unto the lord and others to take a step and just say that's what i need and how many you know the moment we take a step of faith all of heaven stands up and they says that's my girl that's my boy and we're gonna meet them right there and then the second group is this you're the one like lana was like we were we were carrying hope because hope in us all right Christ in you is the hope of glory for her mom all those years. Maybe you're in this room and you're the one carrying hope. You're the banner of hope for someone in your circle of influence. Your spouse, your kids, your parents. Someone that you know and you just want to be encouraged today to continue to be hope-filled and not hopeless because of what? Not what you're seeing but because of who you're seeing on their behalf. So can we just this morning respond in faith? In these moments and we're gonna let the church be the church and come around to you and we're gonna walk out of here what with renewed hope because he is hope in he? so if that's one of you if you just need some encouragement today hope restored, will you just stand or if you're the family who's extending hope for someone else will you just stand I know there are people here this morning there we go anybody else you would just I just need a new measure of hope come on be bold this morning we got to be able to move in the presence of God thank you This is unto the Lord. You're doing this unto the Lord. Anybody else? I know there's some others. There you go. God will meet you. He's meeting you right now. King of kings, Lord of lords, come right now. Fill every one of these hearts. What's bigger than you that's not bigger than God? And he wants to come meet you in that right now and restore your hope. Anybody else? Anybody else? All right. So Tyson's gonna play, and now church, look around. And I want you right now to go be the extension of God's hands. How beautiful are the feet of those who what? Bring good news. Always be ready to give an account for the hope. So let's surround them right now. Come on, go around them. Whether you know them or don't know them, this is the kingdom of heaven on display. This is the demonstration of just the hope of God being filled in hearts right now. And We're asking for miracles in this place. If you need to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then today is the day of salvation. I'll let the ministry teams go ahead and come forward because I know we're going to start praying. You guys start praying over them. If you're part of the ministry team, go ahead and come down. If you've never given your heart to Jesus Christ today's the day of salvation what better way to start this Christmas season than to say yes because that's how hope gets started so somebody right there near that person pray a proud out loud we need to let faith come out in words so right now all over let's begin to pray just begin to pray and even if you don't have your hands on somebody come on speak out right now fill this room with hope fill it with faith on behalf of these who are standing thank you Jesus You might want to just pray with the person right next to you. God, you're our hope. Whatever it is you're continuing to believe for, let's just let this be a true house of prayer. That's what Jesus said this will be. This will be a house of prayer. Let's do it, church. Thank you, Lord. You're restoring hope. You're filling hearts. Thank you, God. You're doing miracles in this room right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He is good, y'all. He is good. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are the banner of hope. And right now, God, as prayer is going out for these, it's literally, we're lifting hands, we're lifting countenance, we're lifting eyes so that they can see you, the one who is hope. And God, when they fix their eyes on you, you will fill their hearts, their souls. You will renew them right now with a kingdom hope that will not disappoint, that will not lead to despair. God, it heals hearts. God, it reconciles relationships. God, it just renews it restores it redeems because that's who you are. So Jesus, thank you that you came. Thank you that you brought peace. Thank you that you brought goodness and faithfulness. Thank you that you brought hope. And today in this invitation, if there's anybody who just needs to take a step of faith and come confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, may they do it today and they too be met in hope. So God, we love you and bless you. We celebrate you as we worship even now with all of heaven. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us today here at The Church at Bushland Online. Hey, if you were inspired by today's message, we'd love to hear from you. Just drop a message in the comments or you could email us at info at bushland.com. We'd love to hear what God's doing in your life. Also, man, if there's anything we could agree for in prayer with you guys, just text the word pray to 806-557-1800. We believe there's power in agreement um, with the Lord. And so um, if we could pray for you, just do that for us. Um, And if you'd like to connect further with us through social media, uh, just search the church at Bushland. You can find out more things that are coming up here um, and get involved that way. And then if you'd like to plan a visit, Uh, We'd love to see you face-to-face. We have services here, 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. You can go to our website, thechurchatbushland.com, and plan that visit, and we look forward to meeting you that way. Finally, man, just thanks again for joining us. Pray your faith was encouraged, and we look forward to journeying with you in the days ahead. So have a blessed day.